<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newly rebranded, much to my chagrin, Padro <laughs> Pascal. Um, well, this, this show is. <laughs> this show is a bi-weekly. Oh, well, you know what? You lost because a lot I of lost our, I've, I always lose. Listen, our listeners we changed and it. our friends, they said no. We changed it and got like five followers. So I think those five people were like, oh, this is a dumb name. And then like Padro Pascal, and they're like, great name. Must follow. I'm like, what the hell? You Whatever. Know? Anyway, do the opening now that I've yelled at buttons. Hi, everyone. You're tuned in to Pedro. <laughs> You're tuned in. I'm doing this so well. I, I just recorded like a voice acting reel this week. So my brain is like all marshmallows and like mac and cheese. So Great. here we go. You're tuned in to the newly rebranded Pedro Pascal, a bi-weekly celebration of the actor Pedro Pascal, where we explore his filmography and how some of his greatest performances came to be. I'm Rachel, and someone needs a fire, apparently, or needs help with a fire. <laughs> fire? No, <laughs> me this time. Fire? It's not, do you need a fire? <laughs> I mean, I live in New York. It's probably me, but also I'm like, should I be like going somewhere? <laughs> it's not me this time, I swear. And I'm Katrina. And this week, we are welcoming. We have a whole script that is somewhat being followed. We're we welcoming our first guest. We have a guest to talk about the 2018 film Prospect, starring so just the <laughs> Sophie Thatcher, Jay Duplass, the older Duplass brother. And Pedro Pascal as the, this is great, renegade who turns a father and daughter's mission on its head. Welcome to the podcast, Dakota Johnson. I'm just kidding. It's Maggie. Love it. It's my good friend for years because we both love Chris Pine. Maggie, love it. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course, we should have said star of Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, yes. Star of five seconds of a featurette on the Wonder Woman 1984 DVD. Our very first celebrity guest. It's true. I have an IMDb <laughs> to prove it. Yay! Oh, my so favorite excited. story is she figured out who Maxwell Lord was just by seeing the commercial of Pedro Pascal in that when she was filming. <laughs> just I like, just, it's Maxwell Lord. <laughs> Never underestimate somebody who grew up on the internet decoding <laughs> movies for fun. Yep, Truly. exactly. Oh, um, so, <laughs> Maggie, tell us about yourself. Uh, so I like to say that I'm a Jill of all trades. I do a little bit of everything. I am the managing editor over at Your Money Geek. I cover a bunch of fun pop culture stuff all the time. Uh, I'm also an actor when we're not in quarantine. Uh, really looking forward to get back to that. Uh, and then I'm a podcaster and YouTuber, which is still a new thing for me to say. Um, I'm the co-host on the Star Wars Friends show. Um, on Petticoats and Poppies, History Girls Up Movies, and then my own YouTube channel, Let's Talk About Star Wars. And then I can tease that I have something new coming out very soon. Uh, so be looking for that on a 13th uh, of a month sometime in the future. Uh, <laughs> very excited about that. Um, but yeah, I do a little bit of everything. I love Maggie said, on a 13th. Of some month of some in month. the future. Well, that, that's a clue. That was an Easter egg. On the 13th. Oh. I'm gonna look that up. It's that every that now every month going forward on the 13th, I'm gonna be like, hey Maggie, what's up? Do you have an announcement today? I'm like thinking about all the shit Maggie tweets about, and I'm going, okay, on the 13th. I did tweet about something. When are you gonna break embargo? I'm gonna, I, I gotta go look at. Listen, I hate riddles. I was watching. I'm watching The Hobbit, or all the Hobbitses. Um, and there was a whole riddle off and I was like, I would just fucking lose. And so, <laughs> this is going to take me a hot minute to figure out what you're talking about. Um, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, everyone, you're going to learn all about Maggie throughout this, but Maggie rules. Yes. Yes. I love Maggie. And I love, I love your, your podcast. It was, it was super fun yes. to go on and talk about Zorro before. So yeah. So it's one of my favorite episodes. Thank you. Yeah, we're crossing streams here on 
That the rivers run, run wild here. Let the okay. river run. <laughs> Let all of them the nation. Sorry, go ahead. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna ask you what you've been up to lately, but you seem pretty busy. <sighs> well, I got half vaxxed. I got my first shot of the Moderna. I can move my arm now, which feels really nice. Um, I got couldn't forget Dolly Vax. Got that Dolly Vax. Uh, did try and watch an episode of Narcos while, like, in the loopy. St- I don't know if, uh, I think we all three have different vaccines because I know Katrina got J and J. Maggie, did you have Pfizer? Pfizer. Okay, so with Moderna, I don't know if ever anyone else felt this, but like, this, this, the day after, um, because I got it on April second. Thank you, Benjamin Pascal's birthday. I got the vax. Um. <laughs> On this, on yesterday, on Saturday, I woke up, didn't really have a fever anymore, but like truly felt like I was in a fever dream, like it was just loopy as shit trying right. to function as a human. And so, uh, I <laughs> tried to watch Narcos, and I was like, I'm gonna have to rewatch this whole episode because I have zero idea what was going on. It was the episode where they were interrogating Blackie, and mm-hmm. I was just like. Why are they leaning on a table in the dark? Like, that was what I focused on in the scene. Because I was like, why is this happening? And then I was like, oh, I, I need to rewatch this. I have no idea what happened. I am so out of it and decided this is smart. Um, that's pretty much what I did was I got half a vax. Yeah. And I lost my goddamn mind. Uh, Katrina, what have you been up to? I mean, also totally losing my goddamn mind. Um, Lucas hasn't lost our mind yet. Yeah, if anyone's <laughs> doing well, I don't trust you. No, Unless I, you're I don't fully vaccinated and went outside again. But like, I don't yeah. trust you. Oh, I I'm fully vaccinated. I went outside and I am not doing well. You guys, I am. Yeah, I still not... don't have to trust you then. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. The, the concept of reassimilating to the world right now is kind of uh, kind of terrifying, but that is why I've occupied my Friday nights inside uh, on the new tabletop RPG show called From the Cantina, where I play Nautilin Engineer Lobo, uh, and it's pretty great. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. So um, much fun. Yeah. I've, been, I've wanted to be on a tabletop show, like Secret not so secret uh forever um and i've done a lot of really great one shots with like uh other networks like saving throw uh but this is on whiskey and waffles on twitch on friday nights so please watch if you like star wars rpgs (laughs) that's about it like i mean i got i got vax too uh i've got i've got a move that's the excitement that's the fucking excitement of 2020 yeah i got vax I got, I got a shot. Yeah, I got a shot. Like right over here. It was great. There were cats at my location that were just oh kind of like oh. running around. So I got to watch some kittens run around while I was getting vaxxed. And, I did uh, find the one nerd. Oh, like, truly found nice. the one. He walked up to me because I had a Spider-Man mask. And he went, nice Spider-Man mask. And then realized my purse was also Spider-Man. Was like, oh my God, <laughs> and nice Spider-Man purse. And I was like, then he saw I had Wonder Woman shoes on. <laughs> I was like, I also have a Wonder Woman ring. And, just, like, <laughs> what else? and then and then he like, we were going back for this. Like, I, and I also have a Spider-Man tattoo. And it's next to my Wonder Woman tattoo. You can clearly tell who I fucking like. Um, and so then he was like, I have a Batman wedding ring. And so we were just like going back and forth about what nerdy things we owned. I and that. I was like, well, yeah, I'm also wearing my Mandalorian shirt. Because I want to like post a picture and be like, this is the way. And he goes, they make vintage Mandalorian shirts now? And I was like, oh, it's a fucking pastel Mandalorian shirt. Like, I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> you got it at all, baby. Like, I was just in there. I was like, this is what my level of conversation has become. You, you know, know <laughs> the lady that gave me my shot, we had a whole conversation about Star Wars. So. Oh, that's so 
nice. The guy who gave me my shot just said I did a really good job, and that's that's that was enough for me. It's like it's nice. He said, "Good job, you got a vax." A plus, a plus on your vax work. Um, Thank you. But (laughs) now that we've bantered, um, and none of us lost an arm. Yeah, I didn't get uh, whatever they call it, COVID arm with the yeah. Get that. Um, I just. Oh, I got mad COVID arm. I was it hurt really bad. No, COVID uh, arm is you get you look like it's a rash. Oh, really? It oh, like it just like hurt. Yeah, my yeah. arm hurt, but now I can do. I have a person just arm. listening. I can move my arm now. I'm <laughs> on camera. I'm just moving my arm around. Um, <laughs> great. Rachel's doing content. great. <laughs> great content. We're 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 really putting forth the effort to uh, for our audio listeners. You know, yeah, because I'm moving an arm around. Um, it's gonna be really, really descriptive <laughs> for you. Uh, but yes, uh, this this week though was a pretty big week Huge for week. Pedro Pascal. Huge oh, yeah. because he was born, not not for the first time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How many times has he been born? Is this? 46 times, right? Or is it, would it this be the 47th time because he's 46? I don't know how that logic works out. Like, you know how people are like, I'm on my 40-whatever year around the sun. So, like, have you ever heard that? My dad does it all the time where he'll turn, he's, he's 69, but he'll be like, but I'm on my 70th year around the sun. Oh, no. So, like, I don't do that. I don't confuse. I already forget my age enough. Um, I forget my age all the time. All the time. I, it's I'm always a year off. Family to remember yeah. ages, so I, I can never forget because we all are 10 I asked my mom on my birthday this year. I was like, how old am I turning again? Like, I genuinely do not remember. Well, but no. so Pedro Pascal is 46. <laughs> We're doing Yay. so great. Um, a great show today, guys. We're recording this on Rodney Jr.'s birthday, too. You know, my other king, my other area king. Um, I well, apparent. I think we've talked about it on here, but like apparently, because I'm a Scorpio, that's why I cling to like Pisces and Aries. Yay. Yeah, here we are. Woo. See, you're just proving the fucking point. But like, it's because you guys are all about like rising and new beginnings, and I'm like death. I don't remember what it is, but like, yeah. it's the opposite. So it's like whoever, like you're you're doing the opposite. So I'm November, and the opposites are like. March and April. Yeah. I have so many March and Aprils. Any who's. <laughs> We're doing so well. Uh, yeah, he turned 46. I've said this three mm-hmm. times. Proud of him. Uh, proud proud of him. Now I'm not going to forget how old he is because I do need that three-point three, three point reminder like all so the time. Proud. So I'm proud you had a birthday. Um, yeah. Good for him. Good for you. Oh, Rachel uh, did. Rachel did some coverage over on the Mary Sue on that subject for Pedro's birthday uh, to cover all of his upcoming projects. So if you are curious about Pedro Pascal's upcoming projects, you should go to the Mary Sue and read his birthday column thing that <laughs> Rachel wrote. I started off really strong with that. Yeah, you and then you were really like going, hyping me up and then it was like, no. And do the thing. Um, yeah, I, well, because I'm going to end up covering them for work. I, I, I'm assigned... I think all of them. The last of us. Yeah, the same bedroom feet. Well, because like something happened, and one thing I was covering got taken away, and I was like, "Can I cover the unbearable weight of massive talent?" And uh, I cannot wait for that movie. Me either. I just want to see fucking Nick Cage. I love Nick Cage so much. I've been in a Raising Arizona kick for like a month, and I haven't watched it. I just really want to watch Raising Arizona, and every time I'm like, what do we watch Raising Arizona? Like, someone in my friend group suggests we all, like, stream in our respective homes something different, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, but what if we watch Raising Arizona? And so, uh, (laughs) yeah, I can't wait for that movie. It looks batshit. It looks Uh, absolutely fantastic. Also, like, a dream situation. Like, I would fucking love if my birthday present was to just recreate scenes from movies like uh. with it, the actor like Harrison Ford would <laughs> fucking hate me but we would have so much fun I'd be like dude scream my name like this is fucking witness and I'm gonna go get into the bin of corn 
<laughs> like, let's go. Rachel has very specific <laughs> desires, Harrison Ford, if you're listening. Very yes. simple. <laughs> the quarantine. You are. Where, where it's, but it's him. I think it's him, Danny Glover, and then the girl. And they're all screaming at each other in a room of corn. If I remember. <laughs> like, um, well, that's yeah, kind of corny, corn. don't you think? <laughs> oh, and Working Girl. We're just we're just doing all of Working Girl. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so movies. very excited about The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. A movie that I had to drill into my head what its title is. Because I was going to call it like something else every single time. Um, mm-hmm. The Bubble. I fuck. I'm just swearing up a storm today. I fuck with some Judd Apatow. Oh my god, I can't talk. Judd Apatow <laughs> movies. <laughs> I did one of those. I did one of those personality test things yesterday. Me, listen, me and Pedro Pascal, same personality type. What up? But nice. um, uh, also, I'm the same personality type as Pete Davidson's character from The King of Staten Island. That makes <laughs> said, sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, truly, I was like that. <laughs> a great Judd Apatow. This was just so I could say that is a great Judd Apatow movie. Um, but yeah, the birthday, what's important about his birthday though, and I wrote this as a note and we have veered, but um, a couple of Pedro Pascal's fans got together to support a charity. Um, if you want to look, it's on Pedro Trends on Twitter. Uh, they I think there were like six or seven of them. They all joined together. They picked a charity. They got a hashtag trending and they raised like, I think it's almost like $14,000 at this point um, for Seneca, Mm -hmm. which helps. um, It's a service for immigrant families in Los Angeles, I believe. Um, But really cool organization. Cause when I wrote up the piece, I like had emailed them about it. Cause I wanted to make sure I got all their information. uh, Correct. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a really cool organization. $14,000. $14,000. I think you can still donate. I don't know if you can by the time this comes out, but it was still very cool. Um, uh, and amazing and very nice. Yay. And sometimes what, what's really cool about fandoms because they raise so much money for a great organization. And that was really sweet. Yeah. yeah. So I'm nice. really bad at ending things today, apparently. Oh, no. You and me both. I mean, (laughs) stopping mid sentence, like, uh, okay, well, (laughs) we're doing our very best. We are doing the best we can. I mean, Maggie knew this was going to be chaos. Um, I love chaos. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that one Marie Kondo quote, like, I love mess. I love mess. It's me. Um, But yeah, and that's all that really happened this week, right? Yeah, uh, oh, I think well, the last of us. I, the Last of Us is going to film this summer in Canada. In Canada, which then kind of reinforces the fact that he is going to be in the suit for season three of Mando because season three of Mando is supposed to start. Supposed, holy shit! Suspo- <laughs> supposed to start. In- <laughs> Thank you, a tangent oh. because I can't say supposed. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Do you want me to say the first part for you and then you can say the second part? (laughs) It is time for more alcohol. Thank you, this Pedro Pascal Jiff. Okay, yes, Maggie, say thank you. Uh, This week, (laughs) I think it's supposed to start tomorrow. And now I said it fine. It's supposed to start on the 5th, I think. I looked it up and it was like, you know, when you Google when is this thing supposed to film? And it is always like so and so is released on, and you're like, that's not what I asked. I asked when's it supposed to film, or when did it film? Searched when does Mandalorian season three start filming, and it was like April fifth in big letters. And I was like, thanks Google, that's exactly <laughs> what I needed. Um, but it's supposed to start filming on the fifth, which means fingers crossed we can get more uh, Pedro in the in the suit and maybe more FaceTime. As the himbo king of Mandalore. We love him. I can't wait. But yeah, that's the only other news I can think of off the top of my head. Nice. It's going to be a nice, busy year. Uh, and I'm very excited to see all the good stuff with all the Pedro Pascals in it. All right. I'm loving this podcast so far. We're, we're, <laughs> like, I just start every sentence really strong. And then, like, like you, can, just you can visibly, you can visibly see the ADHD kick in sometimes where it's like, so anyway, we're going to start talking about this topic, which is a, 
I feel that so much. <laughs> well, it is nor I mean, it's always chaos here, but I think the fact that we decided to rebrand our podcast 20 minutes before we started recording, we were like, let's do it. And then just... <laughs> we said, let's do it. And then, then like... The weight of the content creation like toppled down on my head the moment I press send on my yes reply. So, it's but like, we did oh, it. No. Yeah, we got like um, most of it done. We got like seventy five percent of it done. We'll be <laughs> take care of it after the show. But the reason we're here, hello. <laughs> the reason we're on this podcast with Maggie is because she chose to talk about what she called her favorite sci fi movie in recent years. The 2018 Netflix hit uh, Prospect. So, Maggie, yeah. since you have chosen this wonderful film, why don't you talk about for a minute why you like Prospect so much? Oh, my gosh. So, I first watched this film last January. I was, like, on a Pedro Pascal kick, and a friend of mine on Twitter was like, hey, you should check out Prospect. And I was like... Well, it's probably going to be better than Blood Sucking Bastard. So uh, I was like, cool. Because like, I love sci-fi. And so I was like, it was on Hulu then. And I watched it. And I just like, I fell into it. It was so, and it wasn't even just like for Pedro Pascal. It was the way that the story, the way that Christopher and, and Zeke made this. It's such simplistic sci-fi. I feel like so much sci-fi here in recent years tends to overcomplicate things and like treats the audience like they're stupid and that they have to have their hand held. And the way that they created this world just felt familiar. It felt like a place that I'd already been. I, I didn't need the technology like explained to me or the the funky um, like space music or like any of this world didn't have to be explained to me. It was already there. I already understood it. And that was what ended up making this film like one of my favorite sci-fi films because it's, it's sci-fi done best. And it's done on a budget, which is also like obviously why like the original Star Wars films feel so lived in and so authentic because they're not these giant multi-billion dollar projects yeah i i will totally agree that like like one of my favorite things about this movie is that it does remind me of star wars in that like i can tell that one it was done on a budget two and i'll get a little bit into this but there's like something shakespearean about like space jargon when it's done right because mm -hmm. even though you don't know what the heck they're saying the way they're saying it is like oh he's trying to like fix something on the ship like i know that's what this character is trying to do even though he said i'm gonna bim jing the dark bog you know you're like oh oh yeah obviously, <laughs> obviously he's gonna bim jing the dark bog like <laughs> well, that's like, I mean, we'll get into it, but that's like when at the end when they're trying to do the egg thing. I'm like, I don't know what the goal here is. <laughs> like, it's clearly not working. That's what I got. The, the goal is not working out. That's about yeah. the extent of the knowledge I have. I don't know what your goal is. You're stabbing a thing, and then it explodes, and you're like, oh, it exploded again. But you're stabbing <laughs> it. Is it not? <laughs> oh no! Like, and then when they extract it, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> But it worked. I was like, okay. And I told Katrina this. So just FYI, I re or I told Maggie this, I'm sorry. I rewatched this last night at like one in the morning, completely forgetting about one specific scene. And so it was like by the time it rolled up, it was like 2:30. And I was just laying in my bed like, oh, mm -hmm. god damn it. <laughs> just like was like in my bed in a ball cringing, and my cat was just like looking at me like what are you fucking doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I know exactly what scene you're talking about. And yeah. it's so funny because I, you know, where's that one James Franco movie where like he's the, the rock climber Ray. and he, oh. it's like, stop. <laughs> That's not for 28 hours, but I was. Yes. Yeah, however many hours that movie. Like yes. that, that, like I even though like that is a real life story and I should have known what was coming, like I did not. And yeah, the first time I watched that, I was like, oh my god! And so <laughs> I was, I was watching this again and having like flashbacks. <laughs> the thing about this one is the sounds, like well, the bones, yeah. and like it's like it's mm -hmm. it's happening, and I'm like, oh my god, they're chopping their heads off! It's happening. It happens before you know it's like it just feels like they're having a conversation and then suddenly she's cutting his arm off 
Like, well, okay, hold on. I'm gonna explain the plot of this movie, and then we can just talk about it, like whatever we want. Um, yes. Because that seems I don't like the I don't like the sound of saws at all. Um, and like when I was in theater school, and they made you take like shop. That was a whole fucking time because I had to use a table saw. I was like, oh, I don't like sauce. Anyways, there's there's a whole nother thing. Let me explain this. <laughs> so, let me set the scene for you. Jay Duplass, who I learned is the older Duplass brother, and truly cannot stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I always thought Jay Duplass was like five years younger than Mark Duplass. Not nope. the case. Um, four years older. But so Jay Duplass from. Shows like Transparent, you don't know him. Uh, look up the Duplass brothers; they they rule. Um, mm-hmm. So Jay Duplass has a daughter who is played by Sophie Thatcher that we learn later in the movie is named C. Um, his name is Damien, right? Mm-hmm. Damon. Yeah, yeah, Damon. So Damon and, and C are on their little ship. Her mom is dead. I don't know if they tell us why how she died. She's just dead. Um, and they're going and they're trying to do this harvest and it's supposed to give them enough money that they can like settle down and they don't have to do this shit anymore. Um, you never know how old she is unless I miss that. I, I she's think she's supposed to be like 14 or 15. Well, mm-hmm. but she said when she was 12 and it seemed like it was like decades ago. She's like, when I was she's, 12, I climbed into an old soul. Thing. But oh, that's was, the like, thing. Like, well, you're talking to like a six-year-old who, who's like, yeah, when I was three. When I was a child. Ago, I was only a baby. Well, So the actress is 21 now. So she was probably like 18 or 17. So I, mm-hmm. I, I was assuming she was around that age. Um, yeah. But whatever. <laughs> She's just a teenager. Um, uh, and so they're on this plane. They're trying to do an extraction. They see these two other people. Um, and before you hear Ezra before you see him. Uh and Damon and Ezra are chitty chatting with Ezra's partner. Um, and they do like a old Western standoff. Like it's like three of them all standing together. His daughter or C comes up and she has a gun and they're all like, put the guns down. But then Damon and Ezra's partner like shoot each other and die, which I think is hilarious that like, also that this teenager was like, my dad's dead okay, gotta move on. And just, like, <laughs> like, never really had a moment where she was like, my father died, I'm upset. She's like, well, I gotta live, so I gotta figure out how to get this shit off the In C's defense, she didn't really seem to like her dad that much. No, she seemed to have, like, a general bad disdain. <laughs> she was saying yeah. a bad thing. She was just like, all right, gotta like, go. Doesn't he, like, he does drugs at the beginning, too, to, like, go to yeah, sleep. He's, doing, or... he's not yeah. He, he's yeah. drugs. He very clearly has told her, well, like, you need to focus, like, because she says later when she's talking to Ezra, like, she does, she never gets to be a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, Ezra, like, you can tell, is, like, this fucking kid, man. I feel bad. Yeah. I gotta make sure she, like, can be a kid. Um, she so, gets a better dad. <laughs> he's a better dad. His name is Pedro Pascal. The, the father everyone apparently needs in the universe. But, um, so, uh, the that pretty much explains the beginning of this movie. And then, um, somehow her I don't remember how her and Ezra are just like okay we're gonna part ways now bye um and she goes back to her ship that doesn't work anymore so she's like well I guess I'm just gonna stay in this ship eats all of the food and then has fun like you can tell she is younger when she's throwing shit at the wall and you're like what are you doing and why are you doing it like what the hell Mm. and she's reading this book um which I love that she wrote essentially fic for something. Yeah, she wrote fic for something she liked. Oh my god. Because her dad she lost her thing and her dad was like great, you don't need to reread that book anymore. Um, And so then like Ezra comes in he's like, she shoots him. So is that the shot? Okay, here's here's my question. So is that the shot that made him lose his arm? Oh, good man. He was like, Mm -hmm. he didn't blame her. (sighs) Anyways. He tries to steal it. And he doesn't let's, seal it well enough, so the green gets into it. I know, but, yeah. but like, it's... Uh, let's specify that by this time, like, <laughs> he has definitely killed her father. Like, yeah. well, no, shootout, oh, no, yeah, yeah, the shootout yeah, yeah, yeah. happens, but then her father is, like, grunting and stuff, and then he comes over and just, like, shoots him. Yeah, he, like, mercy kills him. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he, That's like... That's how I call those. Like, if, if it's someone who's very clearly gonna die... <laughs> oh, yeah, the green is gonna kill. get him, too. Yeah, it's a mercy kill. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she shoots him. Oh, that makes, oh my god, that's so sweet. Anyways, now I'm getting distracted again. Uh, then <laughs> this is like an ADHD podcast. I swear yeah, to god. Oh, yeah, then yeah, welcome. So then, 
they're like, we gotta go, um, we gotta get you off this planet because this ship doesn't work. And they go and find like five different, not five, that's, I'm exaggerating, three different, two different groups. Doing well, of people. <laughs> the one is like a freighter to get them off, but before then they meet this guy who I think just wants to recruit women so that they can have children on this planet. That was a little unclear about, but it seemed wonky. And Ezra, again, was a good man who was like, I'm not giving you this child. Um, but sh so she breaks out. And she, she breaks starts out first. Mm -hmm. She starts running. Then um, eventually she finds Ezra's little tent thing. Um, and he's like, hey, they didn't help me. And so now I got to amputate my arm or I'm going to die. Um, so you got to help me cut a bone. And so she mm -hmm. literally puts a flashlight in her mouth cuts off his arm and then they're like let's go do some harvesting and so then they go and harvest some eggs at the queen's lair at the queen's mm -hmm. lair <laughs> i don't know what any of this means but i was like okay let's go they go to the queen's there's lair. there's some guy in a box there yeah, there's some guy in a box who is like i think getting oxygen deprived i don't know what his deal is i think they were torturing him felt like they were like um, prisoners yeah. that they were using to yeah, do things yeah I, it's, that I didn't understand that basically they harvest the eggs they fell at it they kill everyone get on the freighter and then they're like peace out <laughs> that's yeah yeah that's that's the that's the long short <clears throat> basically Essentially, yeah. Yeah. it's a good movie i really enjoyed it a lot and like, if enough people watch it on netflix there might be more exactly prospect we, we get more of the little Whatever color the streak in his hair is, is it blonde? Yeah, when I, uh, I just got really out of focus. But when I, when I interviewed Zeke last year, yeah, like he was like, if there's more, like there is more to the story. Netflix just has to be convinced. Go watch Prospect. Everyone, go watch Prospect right now. Let's I'm gonna watch it from every single one of the profiles on my family's Netflix. <laughs> Let it play in a room and leave. <laughs> Oh, I love it. My family's I, like, I, I didn't watch Prospect. Like, yeah, I did. Shut up. There are so many good reasons to watch it. I mean, like, Pedro is play, playing my favorite type, like, archetype of character, mm -hmm. um, who is the, uh, the, the rogue who has done bad things in life but has a change in heart because, like, something, some, like, kid compels them to or something. It's like always that. the kid. I'm a sucker always for it. I, I am such, exactly, like, Han Solo, like, two I'm holding up a Han like, Solo Funko Pop. <laughs> he didn't just go exactly to the air. Han Solo, and he, the reason I relate to Han Solo is because, like, two hot twins show up, and his life gets, like, flip-turned upside down, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> he needs a little talking to, but he's like, nope, I'm going to get into it with these idiots. Like, this is going to be me, and I'm going to be their idiot. And so I love... I love it when like people have like big changes of heart and like if if there is more prospect you will see like his life if it continues if they get help for him um, his poor or, he's yeah, going to radically change dude. from what he he was you know like you can tell that like he's done stuff in the past and he probably has a history of like pissing people off which i and i love how like all of that was so easily wrapped up like i can tell a lot of different like aspects of Ezra's character just from that what hour and a half 100 minutes from, 100 yeah, minutes quick and this is also something um I loved about this movie is that it was a a short back in 2015 or 2014 and it was a 15 minute short and then they were able to create like this feature length film that I think was just like and that short's great short. too yeah yeah the short is really good but yeah. Oh, and my final note was that Jamie Plus and I share a birthday. Uh, and I, I found that out because I used to work for this company called Seed and Spark, which Mark Duplass is a really close partner with. Oh, and really? Became, yeah. And they were doing, in the before times, they were doing live events for free for filmmakers where like Mark would uh, come and talk. John Ridley got in on it. He was oh, wow. a big part of that. Janita Gavin Carr was getting in on it. Um, and they just do like full day film workshops for free uh so for cool. local yeah yeah for like underserved communities and stuff like that so they would specifically not go to big cities so that they could get filmmakers who like weren't 
in like populated places and give them better access. Yeah, so like one night we were, they were going to their talk and like I was walking with Mark and my boss, Emily Bess, and uh, I forgot how we got to my birthday, but I told him my birthday and he was like, oh, my, my brother's birthday is on the seventh. So yeah, final fact. <laughs> I love that. Long story short, <laughs> we are both Pisces. You're like, what are Pisces? Pisces. Um, yeah. Prospect is like, like Maggie said, is like one of those movies I'm like, yeah, I, I got what I needed to. I don't need you to explain. Like, if you would have been like, yeah, war is a planet that has blue-haired people, I'd be like, I don't fucking need that information if we're not going there. You could just say the planet. I'm like, that's a planet that exists. Cool. And mm -hmm. yeah, it worked. Yeah, I, I love the process of it because, uh, like, go read my interview with Zeke that I did last year, which was like my most nerve-wracking interview because my mic died and I didn't like, and I had to like work with him to like piece together what I could. It was a nightmare, uh, and it was like I was so nervous and excited for it, and then it was like an absolute nightmare. But um, like talking to him about like building all of the lore and like coming up with all the stuff. They're Star Wars fans, obviously. Um, oh yeah. Like uh, they created this really cool booklet that I think went to either AMC or um, what's the other like indie film that has to do with Alamo. Drinking. Alamo yeah. yeah. Um, they had these like booklets that they were guides to the green. And so it was like this really cool, like you can find it on Google. Um, a couple sites posted it, but it was like a guide to being a prospector on the green and like goes through the process of how to like cut open the thing and how to harvest it. And like, it's really cool. And it's clear that these are people like us who grew up on the Star Wars encyclopedias. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I, I love that like that, like I, I would recommend this film to any Star Wars fan because it will just hit all the right beats with you. Like it tells so much of a story in such a short time. Like one of the cool things I like about this film and it's like low budget factoids or that it was uh, it was filmed like right in Washington state. Like they did not go out of the states to do this. They didn't go to any of the super expensive places. They found a, a forest in Washington state as a whole rate the whole rainforest in the Olympic Peninsula. Um, and then also uh, they hired uh, uh, carpenters, industrial designers, mechanics, and cosplayers to create all the handmade costumes and props for the film. So it's like heavily practical effect. It's like filmed right here uh, in the States, right on the West Coast where I am. So, but not in LA. Yes. And he got somebody to do music for them to create space music. So that music that C's listening to was specifically made. Like he, I think he said he went on YouTube and found like some foreign music that he liked the sound of. And then, yeah, he, had this, music. Mm -hmm. and then he had somebody like recreated to sound like weird space music. Um, and then like the helmet, trying to figure out the helmet and how to get the sound to sound right for the actors since they're in these helmets the whole time. It was so cool. Like this, this film is perfect for anybody who has aspirations to make their own sci-fi films, but doubt they'll ever get like studio budgets to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was great. Just noticing like all the different little things, like how uh, I could tell exactly what kind of helmets those were before like they went and opened up the holes a little bit more. Like a lot of this is stuff where like you, you can take down notes where you say, oh, well, uh, I saw them make a gun out of this. So maybe I can also like construct that. And I, I was thinking like the exterior shots, a lot of them look like models. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if they are, but yeah, those look like model shots of the the ships in space and stuff so yeah yeah and the interior was so cool i like i like the multiple times that i've watched this film i would like pause on it and see like all the different things yes. because it's like little easter eggs yeah absolutely i love how like super vintage like nasa build the interior of their pod looked because it was so and it, it reminded me a little it reminded me a little bit of like uh, the interior to the ship of uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey with like all the similar panels that are just off on each little painting. Like they're all kind of the same color, but some of them are older and you can tell. Um, and I just, I, I just love that about this movie. It's a great, great little sci-fi film. It is. And yeah. it's so funny too, because it's so similar 
to like the Mandalorian with him in the helmet and taking on a child. And like mm-hmm. um, one of the things that, that Zeke had said in the interview was that this was right before Pedro got cast as the Mandalorian and they got a notification that Lucasfilm like wanted a private screening of the movie. And then like a couple weeks later, Pedro was like announced as the Mandalorian and they were like, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. As Star Wars fans. I love that they're like, we had the Mandalorian the whole time. His, his Ezekiel, or not his, his Ezra voice uh, is like proto-Mando. It's like slightly cowboy, slightly more cowboy Mando. Yeah, listen, I, I put the accent on here because I want to talk about, like, he said, I'm going to be a cowboy and it's just going to work. And I was just like, all right, sir. Like, why is your go-to just like, I'm going to be a cowboy? <laughs> like, I feel... I feel like when people, and this is this, uh, you know, I, I only know the immigrant experience from my parents and my friends, but like, or or when people are not from here, they like pick up on one specific like pseudo American accent. Like if you oh, know Tom Holland latches onto the New York accent yeah. in like all of his his stuff, and like Pedro was actually was raised here and stuff, so he's obviously like this is a put on accent. But I feel like every actor that is not from America has a favorite American accent and that's his great. Like, I will take, can I have a real fucking cowboy movie then? Cause yeah. I have a script. Give me a I cow- have a script. <laughs> you know, I have a script. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I- it's a great script. Like, come on studios. I got it. I literally cackled because I have read it. And I was like, um, yeah, you do. You legitimately do. <laughs> I'm just saying it's pretty good too. It is. Uh, <laughs> yes, I want. I want cowboy now. Give me cowboy. Which guess? All I'm gonna get is people being like, "Yeah, it's just gonna be a Burt. It's gonna be a Burt Reynolds a biopic." Yeah, great. Okay, I understand you, you all want that. What? <laughs> Agent whiskey. I mean, that's what. Oh, it. I do have that. I'm so fucking dumb. And I'm like the Kingsman. But he's he's fan. not like the best cowboy in that. Like it's not it's not mm. peak cowboy. We could get more cowboy from him. We need him oh, like on horses. Cowboy though, listen, mm-hmm. I got so close to this microphone to say that I was like, it's. I don't cowboy. like that because of the meat grinder. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was in his death era. So it, we need to look. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about this before. My brain has a death era. No, my brain then just went like, oh no, remember the burgers? And then I was like, who had to eat him? Like it was just like I just trickled down into like terrible territory and like couldn't stop myself <laughs> it's not my fault it's in the movie if you guys have not watched kingsman golden circle she makes two dudes eat the, uh, the other guy meat grinder burger mm-hmm. uh and after this movie i'm like i just have to watch all this disgusting stuff over and over again oh my god uh, the arm okay do, do we, did we did we cover the arm enough or did we I think we covered. I arm? think we really covered the arm enough because okay, and this has happened to me both times that I've watched it. It just kept, it came as a surprise. Like I was looking away at something else for one second of watching this movie, and I turned back and like realized that this kid is cutting his arm off. So, so casually, just, and he points it out. He's like, we we're having like the <laughs> chillest conversation. I thought they were fixing something, and then I turned back with like fries in my mouth, like holy crap, like she's taking a saw to his arm. See, this is how I knew that Ezra was going to become one of my favorite characters because almost every single one of my characters that I latched onto is missing an appendage. Bucky Barnes doesn't have an arm. Jamie Lannister lost part of his arm. I love Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. I love Captain Hook. I mean, like... Forgot you're a fucking Jamie fan. Jamie is over and Jamie is gone. He's my baby boy. And I spiral. I mean, like we all know who my favorite boys on that show were. And I respect everyone's problematic faves. Jamie. Literally, Jamie pushes the kid oh. out of the, the window, and I was like, favorite. That's mine. <laughs> First of all, when you said that, Katrina, I was like, <laughs> Rob Stark and Oberyn have done nothing wrong in their lives. No, I was talking about Jamie. I was like, yeah, wait, we're talking about Jamie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jamie my, my favorite bit when I watched all of Game of Thrones was I would do songs to the scenes, and I did mm-hmm. uh, the last five years for Jamie like three separate times. <laughs> I was just like, 
gotta film this. This is my I gotta film this. Um, yes, uh, but prospect rules. Prospect. I just want to know how the harvesting of the eggs works out since we never got to see it. It's a darn good film, and I feel like it should be uh, either continued as a miniseries or uh, a hardcover graphic novel written by me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or co-written by all three of us. And uh, oh, I'm, I'm, there's a no, fucking section on harvesting eggs if I do. I that. have so <laughs> many prospect stories in my brain. It literally spawns. Me too. Like, oh. I want to know more. And that's the I hallmark think, yeah. of a good sci-fi film. Mm -hmm. You want to know more. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I want to know, what, I know what planet they're going to. Mm. Like, how they're going to make money because they didn't get the harvest that they thought they were going to get. Like, there's not, I, get, I got questions that need some answers. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know if there's like a certain mood or something to this, but like it feels like it feels grounded in enough reality where it's like, yeah, I know Earth like totally like exists in this uh, system, but it's like, you know, several hundred years in the future. Like it feels a little more like I hate to like use Cowboy Bebop as a comparison because everyone does. But it's like, oh, this is our space. This is our outer space. Like another like galaxy or something like another milky way away from us but like yeah uh it just feels very human i think is what i'm trying mm -hmm. to say. yeah i was just saying like are there other species like yeah like there there are other species and stuff i can i'm sure i can tell like i feel like that dude in the suit was supposed to be portrayed as like oh he's another species that's why he's so big um but like and i didn't speak yeah, it didn't speak. I was like, oh, yeah, they're trying to make him feel like an alien or something. And, like, I loved his helmet because it, like, again, it reminded me, like, so much of Star Wars. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, that was probably, like, a beekeeper's hat at some point. <laughs> just, like, yeah, like, look at differences in their helmets. Mm -hmm. I, that was a big, like, okay, so they got they got a big astronaut costume, and they used that for this. And then hers, they were like... I get something small and then like none of them match and I loved it. I was like, this is like they're all fucking different. So many modded dickies. I love it. Well, but it works because I hate movies where it's like two strangers who don't know each other have the same exact time, but it's not like they wouldn't. Like, mm -hmm. and I like that this movie never felt that way. Like you could very clearly tell that those two prior to having to couple up for their oxygen levels were are were like very different people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it rolls. I, I do want to understand the oxygen shit, just because like he attend, but was the air was it an air purifier? Was that the little button thing he turned on? Where he was like, take off so. the helmet. Was it an air purifier? Did he have a humidifier in there? It looked pretty humid in there. Yeah, he was sweating. I think so. Wait, I need clarification. What well, color is the streak in his hair? It's blonde. Yeah. Thank you. And I Pedro was the one who did that. He he showed up to set with it and was like, <laughs> "Here's my oh, space hair." Richard Madden's natural hair and said, "Hold on, I can do that." Because <laughs> I think I think Pete said he was he was like the last person to come to set because of like they'd already shot everything else, and then he showed up and it was like the day before set, like before picture for him, and he was just like, "Cool with this? Yep, okay." <laughs> nice. I love that. I, love I that am yelling. He said, I want a streak. It's going to happen. Let's go. What He's like, I'm going to have a blonde streak and I'm going to be Southern, Southern. cowboy. Mm -hmm. Look, listen, if there's any of that on my set and said, here are my choices, I'd go, great. Yeah. Let's go. What, Whatever you want to do. One of the directors I was working with recently just like made, she like ground that into my head where it's like, make strong choices. And he made some strong choices that yeah. day. And they worked out. They paid off. I yeah. I think Ezra has a great character design. Like head to toe. So yeah, like he was like, "This is me." Whoa! Oh. And I was like, "Great." Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Prospect rules. Watch Prospect. I don't. Yeah. Stream Prospect on Netflix. Yeah, stream it on Netflix as much You're as not you can. With Tell your mother to stream it. Tell your cousins to stream it. Call your that friends is, on Discord. I'm going to tell my 18-year-old cousin too, but then I also feel like that's going to open up a world of pain for me because he is the kind of 18-year-old kid who watched Lost for the first time and sat me down at dinner and was like, I want to talk to you about Frank Lapidus. 
And I was like, I have not watched Lost since it came out. What do you want to know about fucking Frank Lapidus? So, like, he would watch Prospect and be like, I want to know about the planet of lore. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. They didn't tell you anything about this planet. And he's like, well, you have to know, right? Like, can you ask? I'm like, no, I don't know people. Why do you use some Wikipedias? Listen, I'm going to make him watch it now. But also, I'm just mentally preparing myself for... An 18-year-old the next time I see him to be like, let me talk to you about this very specific moment of prospect. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am too lazy to make rating shirts right now. So we're just going to verbally rate this. So, And it doesn't even matter because, like, it works out for our listeners either way. You guys aren't looking at us. So, <laughs> um, Maggie? What is your rate? We do it out of 10. Oh, out so of 10? What, yes. 10. 10 oh out God. of 10. I got another one. Katrina? Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about this film is that I have no problems with it. So I think I'll also give it a... I don't know any Schmidt. You have full Schmidt. I don't have... No, no. No, no. I don't, have, I don't have a single problem with this film, which you know, like I have a problem with everything. So good. See, good I knew you. Yeah, ten out of ten. I love I it. Mean, we should have all sci-fi films should be made like this. Should be prospect. Um, <laughs> just every sci-fi film. I want more budget tightening. <laughs> Stop spending money. Donate half of it and use what you've got left. Yeah. Give me some give me some cheap shit. This is like me when I go and get alcohol. I'm like, just give me the cheap shit. So that's how now I am with sci-fi. Yeah. With sci-fi movies. Give me the cheap shit. Um 10 out of 10, but that's because I'm always 10 out of 10 because I find something to love in every movie. But this movie is also I hate when people just like want to always find the bad. I'm like, I'll point out the bad and then I'll talk about why I love it, the good stuff, and give you a 10 out of 10. Um, my friends make fun of me for it, whatever. But yeah, 10 out of 10. It's a good movie. It's fun. It's short. It's almost a tight 90, which, you know, I love a tight 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, would love to live without the like bone saw, but you know, <laughs> you live and you learn. Um, <laughs> And that's yeah. he's the unknown Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> it was the left. I was like, wait, no, it was the right. I don't know. Why am I trying to do this? But he's the first one who's gone like all the way up the arm because the other two just lost to like wrist length. So yeah. yeah this was like the, thing was here. the thing was here because it said, here's his arm. Look at his muscles. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. All right. Uh, you know what time it is? <laughs> yes. It's time for Stash of the Week. Stash. Uh, stash. Yeah. Stash, 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 on everybody's lip. It's gonna be Anyway, eventually, we're gonna get music. Eventually, the ghost of Bob Fosse is going to rise up and murder me. Oh, and Candor and Ebb. They're just gonna you put it on TikTok when it happens. When I get murdered by the ghosts of Candor and Ebb and Bob Fosse, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like it's gonna be really well choreographed. Like Except you're just gonna I'm be a grown okay here. That's fine. The ghosts will be doing everything. So I love cabaret. Um, I love cabaret. Please don't. <laughs> Yeah, Maggie, welcome to this. There's always some point in this podcast where you turn into like either an old Italian New Yorker or shocking. I'm always like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, hey, what's the matter with hey, you? I'm yeah. walking here. What's, what's the matter with you? Anyways, so uh, <laughs> Katrina. Hey, stash. my what favorite stash this week is this stash. Ooh, His confrontation stash. I like to call this the confrontation stash. He was confronted. 
<laughs> you said the confrontation. What did you expect of me? And he has a child to care for, so it works. Yeah. And exactly. I didn't sing my favorite part, which is when he's like, my race is out, not yet. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. I love this sash because I pr primarily because I love this helmet. Uh, but it's just a good look on him. It's nice. It's full. It's ready to like swindle you at any turn. He's just here to be relaxed and win this duel, even though he's not going to fight in it. So go Ezra. I'm just saying Hamilton. Uh, listeners, it's the one where he's sitting in the. I almost started singing the, oh. the Temple <laughs> Commandments. Um, it's when he's like when they're about to do the shootout yeah he has uh this is when jd Plass's character uh damon is holding the gun to the uh frame the glass of his helmet uh and threatening him he wants oh he wants the, this is the one where he wants ezra to like open the box and see what's inside of it i can't even remember what was in the box i don't know doesn't matter <laughs> i'm pretty sure the box went down with him Probably. But, What's yeah. in the box? Anyways, um, box? okay. So, uh, Maggie, do you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? Sure, I'll go next. Okay. So, uh, here is Maggie's choice. She's a Maggie. monster. Ooh. <laughs> Maggie's <laughs> original bad. choice was when he's actually getting his arm amputated off because I like his face <laughs> in that scene. A um, monster. No, he's like he's, his hair is flat to his forehead because he's like sweaty and he's like, I don't know. I love a man in pain. So, um, but I, I for, for listeners who cannot see this, it's when he's in the tent. Uh, he's still in like the jumpsuit thing, uh, mm -hmm. and he's got that devilish smirk of his and he is just doling out the charm, even though he's in tremendous pain. And I do just want to to hug him and tell him it'll be okay. And he is using a humidifier. Yes, he is yeah, using his humidifier. The humidifier. I aspire bit. to be him in almost every way. Almost. Truly. Yeah, except losing an arm. Except for the losing an arm thing and like being super like sweaty on a very planet. humid planet. Uh, yeah. Um, ah. Yes, so I didn't really, we got two pictures from this same scene because I fucked I, I almost was like, I can't swear. I can swear all the whole fucking time. Um, I swear all the whole time. You want. Uh, yeah, I swear all the time. Uh, whatever. I'm tiny. It makes me <laughs> seem powerful. Um, uh, I, I accidentally uploaded two different pictures, so I can just switch back and forth. So it's nice. when they're in the little, I almost said the tent. It's when they are in the spaceship, and he takes his helmet off, and his hair's a hot mess. He has a little blonde streak, and he's looking at her like, Bitch, go ahead and try and shoot me. You're not gonna do it, even though she just did. Um, but like, it's a good scene. He's being like, "You can trust me. Can you please just give me something to help me? You shot me." And in then the he arm. just like scarves the whole bottle of pain pills down. Yeah, literally, like, like, do you remember the pill rattles now meme from Wandavision where she like just shakes the pills in her mouth? It's that he just goes <laughs> like this and just eats a bunch of pills. And he's like, I'm fine, let's go. <laughs> you ride off his mind the whole time. The whole time. And you're like, no wonder you were like, I can do this, let's just go. And talk to <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, I love yeah. it. Those are that's a mustache. That's a good good stash <laughs> action in this uh in this movie. Lots of good stashes in this movie. Listen, I love Pedro Pascal with a stash is like aces. You mean it's without it's but <laughs> that's my noise for carling a thing. <laughs> um, I mean, his face is just good. Like I literally, in he's got a good face. In yeah. my, I got the vaccine fever. Described this podcast as like, yeah, I want to check his his filmography because he's pretty. <laughs> and <laughs> fever. Yeah. Not Podcast. It's about. It was on Rotten body. Tomatoes. It was a big audience, and I went, "He's pretty." <laughs> I was like, "I have a favor. I got the vaccine. You can't hold me accountable for the shit I just said." No. Oh, you know, and, and I don't. But our listeners might. Hey, oh. Yeah, all I said was, "He's pretty." He's pretty. Do you disagree? <laughs> Yeah, if you disagree, don't comment. What are you here for? What just are you leave. listening for? Just go away. You're like, just yeah, go he's not pretty. I just want to listen about Prospect on a podcast <laughs> that goes through every single Pedro Pascal movie. 
choices. You're making choices. Um, <laughs> Maggie, welcome to the Padro Podcast. Chaos. Love it. Chaos, and I love it. There was there was no better combination for this, honestly. Like like Rachel and I are like way up in outer space at this point <laughs> when it comes to mentality. So like we're, well, we're what's great was when we started this, Katrina and I both were like, well, let's like we'll FaceTime or we'll like zoom and just see like our energies. And it, it was just this chaos. And we went, This is great for a podcast. Amazing. <laughs> I love us. I love this. Committed. <laughs> Um, and it's worked out great. And then we made it branded, and now we're all now we're here with this new title that yeah. Rachel thinks. Padro Pascal. Padro Pascal. Buns. Welcome to Padro Pascal. Oh, the see Padre what you said like that. Okay, well now we got we got <laughs> seducing <laughs> you into the podcast. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like Padro Pascal. How northeastern can I sound? Yeah, um, honestly, I have to say that I, I was very disappointed that for April Fools you didn't change your podcast to being about Pascal from Tangled. Oh, that would have been an idea, you know. So next year, a little you Next year when we are not what next year when we are further emerging from a pandemic and can deal with April Fools, we will definitely do something. Oh my God, there you yeah. sure. maybe. A little iguana. Oh, why'd you have to bring him up? I love him so much. He changes colors. <laughs> I just want a tangent about this fucking. <laughs> I love him so much. I love Tangled. I was just talking today about how much I love Tangled because when Aww. she's looking at the lanterns and she's just like, "I love the lantern." Dude, I I love Disney okay. movies so much. I know they're a monopoly. Like, I don't care. Second <laughs> tangent. I miss. That's that song specifically every single time it's on at the Disney parks, like I just stop and I like immediately start singing it. So well, I just miss it so much. Uh, for the listeners, if you and I'm sure Maggie has been here, Trina, you've lived here, so maybe you have as well. When you go to the Times Square Disney store and you go up the escalator, it looks like tangled. And every single time I'm like, never last I see the light. And I'm just like going up an escalator. And like every so single time, I'm like, oh, like mad at me. <laughs> I'm sticking tangled up in Escalator. I love it. I just can't. Um, I can't so help it. This is now turning into a Pascal from Tangled podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're now rebranding re, re to Lizard Pascal. Actually, um, so uh, stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be talking about lizards. <laughs> lizards. Just the talk about lizard from Spider-Man. Yeah, and then the lizard from Spider-Man. Um, yeah, so Maggie, as we're just, is there anything else you would like to say about the Watch film? Prospect <laughs> on Netflix so that we can have more, so that I can have more of this. Yes. Make it burn. Also, just watch it. Stream more prospect. Seriously, last year I tweeted like every single week, can more people please watch prospect over when it was on Hulu? Because I was just like, please, 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 can somebody else? Because I just want to talk about it. I love it so much. It's good. It's it's a good. There you go. Stream prospect. Just stream it. Just go. Yeah. So uh Maggie, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the town. And I have a link tree in my bio to make it easy for you to find me on star Wars friends, podcasts, petticoats and poppies. And let's talk about star Wars and that mystery show that will be coming on a 13th. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the turn notifications on for you only. <laughs> I know where people find you. Oh, hi, me. Yes, you can find me anywhere on the internet if you search for O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A, oh, Katrina. Um, I am uh, on that their Star Wars show uh, from the cantina on the Whiskey and Waffles Twitch channel every Friday night at just about 8 p.m. Uh, and you can also see me streaming on Book Wars every once in a while whenever we decide to murder each other on Among Us. Otherwise, please check my Twitter for all sorts of shenanigans. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter. Um, 
Rachel underscore Leisure on Instagram. And then, you know, uh, just a, a, a Mary Sue and around. I'm around. I just like kind You're of float. Yeah. I'm hanging around. Um, I'm hanging around. I'm chilling. Um, I write things, but that's all. They're all. Well, Maggie's read some, but they're all. I've read a few of them. Read a few of them. I hide. Um, but yeah, uh, we are now Padro Pascal everywhere. We have changed it. So if you're trying to tweet at us, you have to tweet Padro Pascal. If you're trying to Instagram yeah, us, you gotta. It's Padro Pascal. Um, those extra two R, the R and the O, you gotta put it in there, or else we're never gonna see know. it. We will never see you. Um, and yeah, and you can like, subscribe, do all what you're supposed to do with this stuff. I don't know. Um, Mag, I hope you had fun. I had so much fun. <laughs> the chaos. Ow, I just hit my chin. JLMO chin just smashed into my microphone. This is what I get for this pointy ass chin. Just smashing it into stuff, trying to end a podcast. Um, there is nothing wrong with your beautiful, pronounced features. Beautiful chin. Love your I chin. I thank you. My mom told me that Jake Gyllenhaal would like me because it looks like Reese Witherspoon's. Um, <laughs> that is a thing my mother has said to me. I love but that. I love your mom. On that note, here is this beautiful image of Pedro Pascal with a gun to his head in a spaceman suit. You're yes. a star man. David Bowie is going to rise out of his grave and be like, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> You're going to have so many people in the room tonight. <laughs> what? Why are you summoning all these ghosts? You've got to. Come to, me, Come to me, the ghosts of people I love. Remember? Imagine Candor and Evan David Bowie just like floating above me like, bitch. <laughs> Shut up. You uh, have fun evoking all those spirits. <laughs> on that note, this has been the fifth episode of Padro Pascal. Oh my God. Let us know what you want us to review next. Uh, we have some guests coming up because we've messaged all of our friends like what you love that Pedro Pascal's in. Um, yeah. And so, and Maggie will most definitely be back because whenever I want to talk her. about Pedro Pascal, I'm like, Maggie! Well, if you do Wonder Woman 1984, clearly you're going to have to bring me back. Obviously. No, we're never we're never going to fucking do Wonder Woman 1984. The girl who literally said I have five different Wonder Woman things and was drinking out of a Wonder Woman mug this entire time. I'm like, nah, we're never doing my baby. My little Diana. <laughs> yeah, I call her a baby. She can murder me. Also, mm -hmm. bring Matt's whole lord back and break his back. That's all I want, or his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's what happens in the comics. Yes. They wanted it. Break his neck. But his, Pedro, Sorry said his Pedro death Pascal. era. He said his death era is over. He didn't no. actually say that, Break. but it but is. This, We've said it for him. Yeah, well, the death uh, era is over. Sorry. Love you, but pray more. <laughs> actually, technically, um, his death era is not over. Yeah. Oh no. And with that. We will close the show. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. We will be back in two weeks to talk about something involving Pedro Pascal that we have not decided on yet. Until then, I have been Katrina. And I have been Rachel with our wonderful guest. Maggie of the town. AKA Dakota Johnson. <laughs> um, and on that, goodbye. Bye, everyone.